0: Hi, my name's Thor, and I'm a compulsive overeater. (coughs) I'd like, I want to thank you for asking me to come speak. Um, I'm actually, I'm just getting over the flu, or not the flu, a cold. Um, And I'm actually really glad, because I didn't think much about what I was going to say, which is... um, I want to welcome the new people uh, to Overeaters Anonymous. I I know that uh, when I got here... um, I was not really happy to come here. <laughs> I was a secular Jew, and I didn't want to come to a synagogue. <laughs> um, and uh, well, actually, it was at the log cabin before. But you know, I just thought anything but this. You know, Overeaters anonymous. I mean, come on, I'm I'm in another program. Can't I just get it together and control and enjoy my eating like a gentleman? And um, and I can't. You know, um, you know, to be here. At the ungodly hour of before nine on a Saturday. Um, so for that, welcome. I I know for myself, um, I certainly couldn't. You know, I couldn't do it myself. I mean, the 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 analogy of me trying to do it myself is um, there was that documentary from the guy that walked the Twin Towers in the early seventies, and to me trying to um, to control and enjoy my food and not overeat was kind of like a high wire act but being blindfolded and juggling like flaming bowling balls. You know the reality is that I just I just couldn't, I couldn't do it myself and when I came here I, I've been really grateful. I I grew up in New York, uh, partially in New York and partly in uh, Europe um, to an alcoholic mother um, you know, I had a very sort of bizarre childhood, you know, I grew up, uh, I was, uh, as a five-year-old, I was living in a Greek island, um, translating uh, Greek to foreigners to teach, help teach them how to do Greek dancing, if you remember Zorba the Greek, and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, this sort of you know, band of, of drunken friends that my mother had, and, and at about, um, at seven years old, um, you know, before, uh, before seven, I was always underweight, i had always been very, a, a very skinny kid, and at about seven years old, I was molested by, by, uh, women, and, um, um, and then I, uh, from that time, I started to eat, and, um, I, uh, you know, and, and at about, uh, eight, eight years old, uh, I, I can remember around seven, my mother was close to death with her alcoholism, and I can remember, uh, I can remember having dreams that, uh, that I was gonna die. I was right before, right around my eighth birthday, and, uh, um, uh, shortly thereafter, my mother went into treatment, and, um, and that's when I moved in with uh, my grandparents and you know I'm grateful to my grandparents but they didn't understand alcoholism it was never really explained to me and uh, and I when I lived with my grandparents I developed a coping mechanism and it was uh, that's when I really started to eat cereal you know I I need you know my grandparents it was always let's just have a smile let's have let's just be up and I needed something to help me and that was like either Special K or cereal bowls like about this with tons of sugar and I could get there, I could get I could put a smile on my face if I had that and um, and I started to be uh, uh, I started to put on weight and I never got I was always about 10 to 25 pounds overweight and food just became a comfort, you know, and I can remember um, I lived with my grandparents for a couple of years and then I moved back with with my, uh, with my mother and uh, and it was always, you know, food for comfort and um, which was hard because my mother was a really bad cook <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, she, you know, I can never eat pork chops not, not for religious reasons but because I just can't. Um, <laughs> um, and um, and it, incidentally, my mother made uh, amends to me for being such a bad cook. <laughs> uh, she's been sober a long time. Um, and it was... Uh, we moved out to California uh, when I was... Um, in, uh, right before ninth grade, and... Um, you know and and I would always go back like a couple of times a year, I would go back to my grandparents and and uh, and that 's when the first disease, my own alcoholism started to flower and uh, um, you know and it was the same thing of just wanting to be numb you know and and my favorite you know would be uh getting stoned and uh, having brownies you know um just because it would, it killed two birds with one stone quite frankly um, um and um you know and I uh and and I started in college um it's I remember going to England and I was about 30 40 pounds overweight and the food is I mean if my mom's food is bad English food was horrible um and um, um and I lost like thirty five, forty pounds, and uh, and it was fantastic, you know. And then, sure enough, I ate dormitory food and put that weight back on, you know, and and this sort of yo yo. Um, and in my um, in my early twenties, I got sober in AA, and and what's interesting. Um, uh, a year before I got uh, sober I quit smoking and I um, and smoking had a tremendous effect on me uh, in terms of my sinuses and um, and and just my lethargy I quit smoking and lost 20 pounds and then when I quit drinking I put on that 20 and then some and you know but because it's said in the book about chocolate and I def- Love that was my favorite part of the book, you know, um, and and uh, you know because suddenly um, you know and and I can remember um, uh, you know uh, and I uh, coming from AA I had a sort of snobbery about you know well the drugs and the alcohol were like in some old stereos they would have the big volume changer and then there was a little volume changer and. Uh, and I always thought of food as the little volume changer um, because it just got, you know, just this sort of anger and the, the things that, that went in my life. It just, it made it easier to cope. It made it, you know, uh, I had a lot of trouble dating. I had, um, you know, work stuff. And food was always a friend. It was, you know, I can remember... Uh, there used to be an Italian restaurant in Westwood called Mario's, and I used to go there, and uh, and it was l- I was like I was on a date with myself, you know, because I was going to have a, a good meal, lots of bread, and you know, and just be satiated, and you know, um, you know, and uh, the fir- and and I must have been about three or four years sober, and uh, uh, I went in I, uh, in in the '90s, and I went into. Another food program that, um, that had a very strict uh, food plan, and I was younger. <coughs> I was younger, and uh, I lost 29 pounds in 30 days. And um, I did want 30 and 30 for the newcomer, <laughs> uh, um, but I, but uh, I also had a very you know great metabolism. But uh, um, I know that uh, I didn't deal with with the other issues. You know, I would, uh, and it was a great diet because you know. And and then you know I would get some time and then go out and um, and um, you know and one of the things that because I'm someone that has been in and out you know um, and the analogy of of uh, that tightrope walker on the World Trade Center still applies you know and uh, and there is a part of me that you know have pleaded with not pleaded but you know please God just let me let me handle this and. You know, and what I know is that that if I were somebody like that just ate a little too much now and again, you know I would have come here, learned the lessons that I needed to, and not have been back but you know the the truth of the matter is that that um I needed a different way and and you know um and i remember uh I remember coming here uh again uh right before I got married uh and then you know and the only trouble was that you know my wedding and i i literally wanted to have my cake and eat it too so i i went out um and um you know and and then i and and i had a home group i lived in the valley and uh, um and i remember if my wife went to oa maybe that would be the answer and uh and not me and and i was just embarrassed i was just embarrassed um uh, about uh, bec- you know, and I remember, uh, I, and I had been involved, and and um, you know, what I seemed to love to do was to go to the Gelson's parking lot in in North in North Hollywood, um, buy um, frozen Nestle's frozen cookie dough, and eat that in the parking lot, looking out for OA members, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and and. Uh, 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 and and that ease and that comfort that 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 gave me—not when I saw someone from Hawaii, but you know—I put it in the parking lot. Don't—I put it in the glove compartment. Don't forget. Um, but that ease and that comfort—and the truth is—it changed how I feel, and it made it made how I feel. Um, it just leveled. It made life easier. And and you know, food does something for me and to me. And you know. Um, and um, you know uh, what I know is that that um, that uh, I'm powerless over food, over food, and, and that my life's unmanageable. And um, you know, and what I um, you know, and one of the things that I you know, I I married a woman who I love dearly, who's who's a food buddy, and you know, when I came came back into oA um, you know it's something that I had to be really on guard because I love my wife and I can confide in my wife a lot of things um, but I have watched her play with food like I do and um, and one I, one of the things that has helped me stay abstinent is that um, you know by giving up the fight by trying by you know going to regular oA meetings and having a sponsor and you know, and working these steps and having commitments um, and and sponsoring other people is I'm in the middle, because the truth is I can't do it myself, I mean if I could you'd have a different speaker <laughs> you know, um, and I just, you know and, and to me this is the easier, softer way I'm, you know I'm not, I see my wife battle with food and the sneaking and the you know, I drive her car, and I'm not looking for, rap, you know, food, but I just see it, you know, and and I'm just so grateful for me that that I don't have to play that game, and I'm, uh, you know, and and um, and it's something, you know, I, I came in, I uh, I'm down from uh, my top weight ever was was about two forty, I'm a down a about 20 pounds I don't weigh myself so I don't really know Um, and you know I and there um, you know the thing I don't eat sugar you know I have three meals a day I have a snack Um, and you know I started to uh, you know I did I did the steps and and I you know I am I'm incredibly grateful that, that I don't have to try to be on that wire, you know, to try to um, walk that wire between the World Trade Centers by myself. Because the truth is, I can't. It, it has never worked for me. And, um, you know, and and by doing some simple things, and I'm not alone, you know. And, um, you know, and I was able to look at, uh, you know, uh, as the result of the 12-step process um, I was able to look at the issues about being molested you know um, and um, and the secrets that I have aren't secrets you know and, and to me what I know is that uh, it's this process because by myself <laughs> I'm in the Gelson's parking lot eating cookie dough looking out for OA members you know It, you know I, I don't I mean, I don't, it's about cunning, baffling, and powerful disease. I mean, why not go to Gelson's and drive elsewhere? But in any case, um, you know, and just this sense of of, of a camaraderie, um, you, know, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, that, that I've had, and, you know, uh, and doing the steps, and, you know, one of the things of hearing many different experiences, you know, they, I don't know if you believe in God or not, you know, the, uh, the thing, that, that doesn't matter. I was willing to try to do this whether, um, whether and, and it, I was going to do it because I wanted to prove to you it wasn't going to work for me because I've always thought of my case as a little bit different than everybody else. I mean, I mean, who, who names a Jew named Thor? I mean, come on, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, I did meet another Jew named Thor. It really pissed me off, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but then again, he wasn't from New York, so it didn't matter. Um, um, but what I know is what the problems that I've had, uh, you know, is that, that I'm not alone. And, you know, and, and, and without being involved and in getting help, and this sounds like, I'm not going to curse on this, but happy horse pucky it sounds like what I learned in kindergarten you know and and it's like um, and i was a I was a philosophy major in college for a brief time, that was a disaster <laughs> but but um and the this sense of something very practical and to try this and not to do this alone, and you know not feeling alone, i mean it's such a relief uh, you know, I get reminded on a daily basis uh." what it's like to try to do it uh, by, by yourself, and it's really hard. And and it's something that I'm grateful that I don't do. And I, what I can tell you is, uh, I don't know if there is a God or not. You know, I really don't. And I, to me, it doesn't matter, you know. To, the thing I love about this program is they talk about the tools, and the tools, is the willingness to try to believe it, to do it, and not it's, and not to take the action. This is about take action, and your thinking will change, and um, uh, not think, and your actions will change. That has never worked, you know. Um, and and what I know is that um, I believe in something. I don't. I'm not really interested in do I believe or trying to figure it out. I mean. Uh, but what I know is that that I ha- have a degree of comfort, um, and um, you know, and 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 just that I'm really grateful that I don't that I don't uh, that I sort of threw in the towel, and and um, and what I've known is that I've needed you, and you've helped me tremendously. In hearing, you know, the, I'm not necessarily interested in what people's higher power is, but how they how they. Um, how they tap into that. And and uh, so if you're afraid of God or believe in God, I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, but th- this trying it and, uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, and and take, you know, and not doing it alone and going to meetings and um, is a way to feel comfortable and not to, you know, one day at a time not to overeat. And, you know, and for that I'm really grateful. I'm really... I'm really grateful, and, um, and uh, I think I'm going to end with that. Thank you again for asking me, and thank you all. Um, this is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with, with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember... That the opinions of the lead are of the leader are are, are my own and not those of over overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. Uh, if being, uh, please remember if you ask a question, your voice may be audible in the OA uh, podcast. Um, and I'll, okay, any questions? Uh, uh thank Robin, the thanks a so lot for your courage with Edmond's bottom Station. How on earth do you deal with that it? it suggests the are a killer and you're part it for something as grotesque as a experience? Could you rephrase that question? In the book, yeah. it says the are a killer, the big book. Yeah. And I think in the inventory the it suggests that you look for a part in it, isn't it? Uh, how on earth do you deal with something like that regards the way you I, I dealt with that, actually. My, um, I actually dealt that with my AA sponsor, who actually was a member of this group, and to me, it separated the difference between the event that happened. I mean, I was a child. you know, I was seven years old, uh, eight, six, seven, eight. Um, and what happened to me was absolutely not my fault. I'm a child, and, um, But the resentment is. And just that sort of re-feeling it over and, you know, what is it, resentment, to feel things over and over again. And when when that was, uh, and, 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 and just that I was responsible for how I felt. And um, because I had to move away from, even though I was victimized as a child, if I take responsibility for how I feel, um, I can change things. And... Um, Uh, And to me, that was really helpful because if there's ever a justifiable resentment that I can continue eating over, you know, and grinding over, uh, that is that. And to me, you know, um, I have to look at my part, you know. And sometimes what, what was done to me was worse than my part. But I can't look at... If I'm looking at other people's, then I can sort of... I can... I can, um, I can. Uh, the words escape me. My behavior gets. I'm not looking at my behavior. I'm not, uh, and I can continue churning that and being a victim and staying stuck. Uh, uh, but, but when I uh, was able to do what that sponsor helped me do, I was able to, to do that and to get some relief. You know, and the truth is, is that, you know, just, my, you know, my, uh, a, a, and to share my experience, strength, and hope with that. I mean, the good news is, you know, that, that, uh, that, one, I don't have to eat over it, but that I've been able to have, to meet someone. I mean, to me, dating was like, uh, was kind of, like, I felt like I had a PTSD. It felt like when... I dated it felt like I had a gun to my head and I don't I didn't feel that I met someone uh you know I got married uh I have a normal sex life you know um but had I remained in that place I um I don't know that I've been able to move forward mm-hmm. <coughs> Thank you very much Thor. Could you talk about how you use the program on a daily basis <sighs> uh uh, I get up, I tend to get up about 15 minutes before I call my sponsor. (laughs) I will, uh, sometimes I'm on my knees, sometimes I'm not. I kind of grapple with that. Um, You know, I thank God for my sobriety and for my abstinence. I meditate for about seven or eight minutes usually. And then I call uh, my sponsor and call at, you know, but, usually between 7 and 7.05 <laughs> and I call my, you know, just to touch base and and um, and then, you know, to really try to, you know, and, and doing those things, it just changes, it's like an attitude adjustment, you know, because um, left to my devices, it's, you know, me, 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 you know, where's mine, you know, um, and, uh you know when I've sponsored people, you know, to share what has been shared with me, um, and to uh, you know, and to to uh, you know that th- by doing those things, um, I have a sense of freedom. You know, um, I know like uh, you know, and and it's a and it's a great freedom to go out to dinner and not have to, you know, and not have to debate whether I'm going to have a a piece of cheesecake, (laughs) like I could have one, but, um, you know, and to me, that is, that is a great feeling to be able to not have, to not have food run my life, and to have, most of the time, a sense of comfort and ease, and just not being alone, and you know, lately I've been calling a few more people. I, it's it's something I've gotten lazy about, but just to be in the middle, the the tools to to not as are a reminder to myself not to be alone and to reach out to others. Thanks, Lord. So how does the program helped you um, deal with your anger or do you even get angry anymore? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> never. Uh, how do I how does the program deal with uh my anger? Um I I do use that. I will make outreach calls, uh you know, I um and and call people. Um you know, being uh, you know, I can be a difficult person to live with and I can get I get you know, my wife and I can be are like a Neil Simon play. Um and you know, what I know is that by reaching out um and apologizing a lot. <laughs> and uh, it allows me to, to to apologize. And, I mean, I have a program. And, you know, and my wife's, what she does or whatever is not my business, which is really hard because I've got some really good ideas for her. But, <laughs> you know, uh, but they're best kept to myself and um, and what I know is that and I don't know if this is true but it feels like I apologize more and whether that's true or not is immaterial but what it is is the sense of you know when wrong, it's sort of a tenth step when wrong promptly admitted it and I just know um, I I mean one of the things that that I've heard say in these rooms that you know if you what, you know when you are in a relationship, it'll put it'll put miracle grow on your character defects. And I had character defects I had no knowledge of uh, until I was involved with someone and and got married. I never knew I was a bully, <laughs> you know, uh, or, or that manipulative. <laughs> um, but you know, by looking at, at apologize, you know, just what has been helpful is 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 to not do it myself. Because I'll justify myself. And 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 it has made the marriage a lot better. Thank you. Um, so as it relates to your sponsor and your sponsor, you know, call every day. Yeah. Stuff, how did that get structured? What does that structure look like? Is it like 15 minutes or do you, like how, how does it work? Is there something that you do each time or do you just share what's on your mind? How does that work? Like? Well, it's funny. Uh, well, I think it, it, like the my experience uh, with ha, uh, how, what is the relationship in terms of the time of uh, with my sponsor. I mean, that is sort of... I think people arrange that on their own. I had a certain time slot, and um, and it's really funny you you bring that up because at first, and I sometimes think this, it's like there's some things I don't have a lot on that day, and I think I should fill this time, <laughs> you know. Uh, but but it's you know it's it, it, you know it it started you know calling in my food and um, and you know doing some writing which I. Uh, i 've I've got one last i 've got some writing um that i 've got to read um, but it 's it 's just setting up a time that works you know he 's got a life and and um uh and and uh, sometimes my schedule has been a little wonky but it's it 's been important it 's been an anchor and it 's very you know i couldn 't have done this by myself. Identify as an OA member? Well, uh, do I identi- when I make amends? Do I identify as an OA member? Um, well, uh, some of the amends. I, I mean, I, it's hard to to talk strictly OA because I've had been making amends. Uh, uh, in another program for a long time, uh, whether it's OA or AA, um, I um, i I've, I think it's been a case by case basis. Um, um, but I, uh, you know, I, I have some people. I've broken my anonymity to, You know, uh, some I haven't. I mean, I, you know, uh, I made. I remember. Uh, I remember a number of years ago um, with an OA uh, sponsor in the valley. I, you know, I made some amends, uh, and it was so interesting because he did the, the same. I, his job was uh, somebody I had to make an amends to, who was who. He did the same thing that the a person that I had to make amends to, and I think I did tell him I was in twelve step, but I don't know that I told him what. I mean. Uh, um, But I know that uh, I I think it's sort of a case by case basis. When you turn your will and your life over to care of your higher power, what does that look or feel like for you? Uh, What does it feel like when I turn my will and my life over to care of a higher power? Um, I can tell you what I want it to feel like. I want to go on autopilot, but that's not what it is. I think it's a sense of a willingness to just do what's in front of me, and um, and let the results go. And it's really hard to not be in the results. I mean, I can remember something that uh, a couple of years ago I had. I've always wanted to write, and um, and I would try to write and then clean the top of my fridge, and um, and I'm not a neat freak. I'm really not, um, and I remember calling my sponsor and, um, and saying I want to write, and he said, why don't you set an egg timer for half an hour and keep your butt in the chair and write, and, I th- and at first I thought, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, and I did it, I set the timer, and it took a little while, um, and by doing that and not being in the results, uh, that's when I'm, I'm at my best. And, and I think that's where the, the tools come in, calling other people. I mean, I do believe this is a disease of, you know, incredibly self-centered. Um, and, um, and just, you know, just that somehow doing what's in front of me and not, um, and not getting in my own way has, has... That's when I feel like I'm doing God's will and I'm in some, something. And that... Sometimes it takes a lot of work to get there. So being a couple of twelve
1: step programs,
0: yeah. how do you, do you go through and do the steps formally again and, yeah. and then on a daily basis? How do you decide about food call? <laughs> <laughs> um well my AA sponsor seems to have issues with food, so I don't call him about that. But he hasn't asked for my opinion, so I don't give it. Um, (coughs) um, um, You know, one of the things that I had to be, you know, uh, is as I've heard other people who have been in multiple programs, is that credits don't transfer. You know, Um, what does transfer is good attitude, you know, showing up on time, showing up early. those kind of things. But it's been very important, you know, to be, you know, if you, if you, uh, is is to be teachable. Because it's, you know, I know for myself uh, uh, that that's imperative. Um, and I have to, you know, there's some things, um, it just seems like it's naturally, um, I've, I can't explain it, you know, um, but it's sort of evolved and and I'm grateful for both. And um, um, and I do know that, you know, the importance of calling in food, you know, um, so. Thank you so much, Thor. Are there any specific character defects that you have seen improved or disappeared that um, you could share with us, step six and seven? <sighs> um... I think a couple of things in the last couple of years. I mean, I have struggled with work for the last couple of years and just, a lot, you know, in terms of procrastination, um, you know, uh, the question is what defects of character have been either lessened or removed. As, um, and I think just this, this um, to, be, to remain teachable, not to a big shot, you know, I'm a guy, if I cross the street, I want to write a book on world travel, (laughs) you know, and and, and this sort of always remaining teachable. Um, I also know that I've gotten better about, uh, with my wife, you know, um, in terms of her food, her life. Um, I bite my tongue a lot more, but, you know. it just, it, you know, it's a sort of slow and steady progress. I, there's a, an old timer that I heard that said, I still have those defects of character, and what this program is, allows me to do is that I have a choice. You know, what do I want to do? And, um, you know, and to me, uh, I'd rather try to move forward. Uh, the question is, do I think, uh, have I, being in multiple programs, do I, um, uh, and I'm doing fine in the other, and, um, yeah, I do, I have, you know, I've, uh, uh, you know, there have been a number of times I'm someone that has been in and out, and when I've reached sort of goal weight, it's like, oh, this. I feel like, oh, I don't really have a problem, you know, and, you know, to me, it's you know, in the big book, it talks about the difference between the alcoholic and the heavy drinker, and I think that that uh, for me, my experience has been that um, if I was just someone that ate a little too much, that if if I you know had that that if I wasn't a compulsive overeater, I you know I would have gotten the food food plan and this thing and gotten and went to you know have gone in and out, and it just would have been. A different thing, but I'm someone that you know. I'm powerless on a daily basis over food, and and to me, uh, the early in in that when I was in another food program, I actually was underweight. You know, and being at a certain weight is not a necessarily um, a sense of sanity. I mean, I was uh, I was like 150. You know, I was I was like a 30 waist, which is I mean, I hadn't been that like that since, like, eight or nine. Uh, and what I know is that if I really identify, I mean, uh, as an overeater, I mean, there's a part of me, it's like, in this town, you could almost put AA on your resume, almost. <laughs> and sort of being in, uh, in, in OA, but it's, you know what? What I have noticed, I pay a big price. And I'd be happy to share with you after the meeting. And uh, thank you for sharing that. How do I take step one? I think there are a number of ways I take step one. I think uh, uh, calling a sponsor, uh, sponsoring other people. Um, I mean, it was really interesting. Uh, Some months ago, I sponsored two people from a treatment center. And I mean, it was like a $30,000 treatment center a month, you know. And I got, and just, but just, but... I'm saying two things at once. Just the, the tools that I've learned here, you know, to reach out, uh, have commitments, um, uh, you know, to, just to not do it myself. I, we, we admitted we were powerless. You know, when I'm, when I'm powerless, that's a short time and that's a diet and it, and it works for a short time. Um, Any experience making amends to myself? Any experience making amends to myself? Um, Oddly enough, yes. I I, I don't, I've, I mean, I'm somewhat of a traditionalist in the sense, you know, there's some debates about do we make amends to ourselves and all that. And what I do know is the way to make amends to myself is to live a life that's different than my old way you know, and uh, people call it authentic, but uh, treating my wife the way I, I would like to treat her to, uh, and and um, the, the doing those things because there's not, a, I don't, if I just try to love myself, there's not enough love, you know, in the world for me. I mean, there, I, I've, I've felt like empty and, you know, I'm someone that, that just is a whore for attention, <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I, you know, um, you know, I walk into rooms and want everybody to stand up and give me applause, and write large checks to me, and <laughs> and uh, um, and it's never enough. Um, but but also the sense of giving back. You know, when I when I have sponsored people, I mean, I have learned more. I learn more from them. You know, um, so, I don't, so what time do we go to? Minutes. Any? Do you still get urges? Or if you don't, what did you do in the beginning when you would still get urges? Um, do I still get urges? I do. I'll, I'll make some calls. Um, I'll find a place to be grateful. Sometimes I'll go to another room. Um, you know... I can tell my spiritual quality when I'm shopping, because I I will still pass the chocolate cookie dough. (laughs) And so, you know, and, and, you know, there's some days where it goes, oh, it looks really good. And some days I can sort of wave goodbye. And, you know, (laughs) you never write, you never call. Um, um, You know, it's a daily thing. Is that it? Okay. Thank you.